morning, good morning, good morning. Of course, it had to be Texas Flood. A little Stevie Ray Vaughan kicking things off for us right here on the Lone Star Outdoors show. Man, we've had a lot of rain this past week. So much so that on my little 25-acre lease in Collin County, the creek is out of the banks. All four of my coyote sets are underwater. Well, one of them's actually for a bobcat. Uh, but if y'all aren't aware, I recently took up trapping and am a total novice at the art. Um, everything I previously knew was from a week spent in British Columbia trapping wolves and coyotes and lynx in the snow. And a lot of that was with snares. So for me, you know, a leg hold was, well, it's all Greek, right? But I am certainly having fun trying to figure it out and actually caught my first yote last week. And when that stealth cam started pinging my phone with pictures of a coyote that I had caught, man, I went nuts. And Stella, uh, one of my twins, was homesick from school. And I said, hey, girl, you got to get bundled up because we have got to go. <laughs> and so she got to be there, saw me uh, dispatch the uh, the coyote with a 10 millimeter. Um, she had a, a nice coat on her, which will get uh, tanned and add that to the uh, studio here as a kind of a reminder of that first successful set. Um, if I can do it, you guys can do it. And I've learned so much from y'all, your feedback on social media, and I've asked for advice. And so thanks to everyone who's uh, had some input there. I do appreciate that, no doubt about it. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. And at some point, we'll dive into that trapping thing in more depth. But that's for a later date. As far as today's broadcast, well, y'all know I have not been a big fan of the Hunt Real Deer campaign facilitated by Texas backcountry hunters and anglers, and uh, just kind of disheartened by the whole thing as I was such a big fan of BHA, and and I, I still have high hopes for them moving forward. Today, however, uh, we'll be joined in studio by Abe Bullman and Austin Brown. They are former members of the Texas BHA Board of Directors. And they recently resigned. Why did they do that? Does it have anything to do with the, the Hunt Real Deer campaign? Uh, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but there was some other frustration going on within, let's just say, the structure of the organization. And we're going to have Abe and Austin expand on that here today. And I don't want you all to think that I'm just uh, beating up backcountry hunters and anglers because I think that they have done some really good things. And they certainly have the potential to do great things going forward. Um, I just can't get behind that that campaign. And I, I'll be honest, uh, Abe and Austin might fully support the Hunt Real Deer campaign, uh, which you all know and I've said to me was just incredibly divisive and not something that I could get behind in a time and place when we need all of the hunter recruitment and all of the, let's say, camaraderie, or let's just say, we need to do away with the infighting amongst us. We don't. We have an enemy. It's not each other. <laughs> so, I don't. I just. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. But uh, we'll get into that with Abe and Austin here today. Plus, talk some duck hunting. Uh, we'll get into their favorite things to hunt. Uh, I don't know if that's backcountry or if that's just heading out to uh, their local WMA and and chasing ducks. I don't know. I don't know these guys uh, at all. This will be our first time ever to sit down and have a conversation. So we will see where it goes. But I think everyone's a little frustrated 
And we're going to air it all out today. So that is what is on the docket for this broadcast of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Um, let's do a quick giveaway before we take a break. Today's giveaway is brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. I've got a gun sock, you know, to protect your shotgun or rifle. I've got a Lone Star Ag Credit camo blind bag and cap. And we will, let's give this away. How about you email the word, let's just say whitetail. That's whitetail to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And you are entered to win today's prize pack. Um, let's take a break. Up next, Abe Bowman and Austin Brown, former board members of the Texas DHA chapter, join me live in studio. British Columbia is world-renowned for its beauty and wildlife, and Vancouver Island is revered as a magical place by hunters. Vancouver Island Coastal Bear Adventures specializes in taking mature trophy black bears with 18-inch minimum skulls in the 6.5 to 7.5-year range. They also have Roosevelt elk tags and only take Boone and Crockett bulls each fall. 60% of their guiding area is located on private land. So whether you're looking for a Boone or black bear, once-in-a-lifetime Roosevelt elk, or a giant cougar, They've got the hunt for you. Visit VancouverIslandBearHunt.com to book your hunt today. That's VancouverIslandBearHunt.com. Howdy, folks. I'm Lee Hoffair for Hoffair's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffair's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com today. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Wolves, the name of that one from American Aquarium. Thank you guys for being here today. Thanks to Dallas Safari Club, our longtime title sponsor. Also, shout out to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris for their support. We've got an interesting conversation to get into here with uh, a couple of folks who recently left the board of Texas Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. We'll find out why momentarily, but first, this segment brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I uh, I just saw the other day, and here's an example of how DSC puts their money where their mouth is. The DSC Foundation, which is the conservation arm of, of Dallas Safari Club, they just issued a grant for a continued trail camera study on leopards in Tanzania and Zambia to find out what the real leopard population is, meaning, hey, if the leopards are thriving, we want to know. If they're struggling, we also want to know. We don't want to hunt them if they are, right? Uh, but hunting is conservation. Dallas Safari Club 
fully exemplifies that message day in and day out. That's why I'm a proud member. Hope you'll join us as well. For more info, check us out at biggame.org. With that being said, I've got a couple guys here in studio with me who um, have recently left the board of Texas BHA. Um, Y'all probably know that I'm pretty ticked off about the Hunt Real Deer campaign. I don't know if that's why they left. We're going to find out. And uh, with that being said, it's my pleasure to welcome Abe Bullman and Austin Brown to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, So first of all, let's get to know y'all a little bit. Um, Tell us where you're from originally and what you enjoy hunting most. Uh, I'm a, my name's Abe Bullman and uh, I am a seventh generation Texan. Uh Uh, Grew up in Wills Point on a thousand acre cattle ranch and grew up around cows and horses my entire life and never really hunted as a kid much. But uh, as a, as an adult, I got into it pretty hardcore and one of the reasons that I'm, I'm here talking to you. <laughs> right. Man, it's crazy. Will's Point, I've interviewed so many people from that small town. Yeah. That's crazy. And I've, it's, it strikes a chord with me because I've done a lot of duck hunting out there. Yeah. Um, shot probably my first mallard, for sure my first wood duck. Yeah. Um, nice. at, a, at a buddy's place out there. And, and if you look around the studio, there ain't no, there's no mallards or wood ducks in here. Because I used to think that those were just the ducks that you always shot. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I was like, I want a pintail, yeah. you know? And so uh, I still yeah. don't have a mallard or a wood duck mounted. Yeah. Uh, I have shot a lot of mallards since then, but I have, probably haven't shot a wood duck in four or five years. Oh, man. But. We got some wood duck spots. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that, yeah. Out know, that direction. We go, direction. No, we got them out there. We see piles uh-huh. yeah. out that yeah. way. Yeah. So uh, anyway. And Austin, what about you? Uh, born West Texas Panhandle, Amarillo. Uh-huh. Uh, adult onset hunter also. Okay. Um, I grew up shooting guns, We're Boy Scouts. We're all in the same boat there. Yeah, <laughs> Boy Scouts, you know, rifle, shotgun, merit badges, all that. Dad had guns. We shot paper, but nobody's against hunting, just nobody did it. Yeah. Um, high school kind of hunted with a friend's dad a little bit. Never really was successful. Um, then kind of moved here, wanted to learn more about it, found out public land and Kind of went down black hole. Started with duck hunting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's only gotten That's worse. That's the thing. It, the duck hunting is the gateway drug for us. It is. See, mine was oh. the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> I converted him to like, the I'm to the like, black hole that duck hunting is. Uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I would hunt deer like crazy. And last year, I hunted ducks like my life depended on it. And it was bad. It was real I, bad. Yeah. I or love good. Shooting. Love shooting. White tail or two every year. The wife hunts. She'll shoot one or two. We get our meat. We finally got But then, man, sleep. once we get some cold <laughs> weather, I got to put on waders and get yeah. wet. Yeah. And got to. Which to we didn't get a lot of cold weather this year. It mm-hmm. sucked. I had to go to Kansas to get yeah. into them. It was a. Uh, we actually had the best. Like, it's it's so weird because last mind year. Mind you, we struggled. we're not good duck hunters, yeah, self admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great year. We had a good, great, a real good year. And it's Who has weird. the dog? Somebody. Me. All right. Awesome. What do you have? Uh, English Lab. There you go. Yeah. I have three dogs, but they don't go get dogs. That's so <laughs> this was his first season. Because, I mean, you know the progression. I, went, I, mean, I actually heard your story. You had the dog. Uh-huh. I went from like, oh, yeah. I got rid of the girlfriend, kept the dog. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good decision. Or maybe yeah. she got rid of us. Either yeah. way. Either way. It worked <laughs> out. Um, you know, like, oh, yeah, I want to hunt ducks. So, you know, I got some rubber boots and some camo, and I'll go sit by a pond. You know, I had up to Ray Roberts years ago, uh-huh. sit on this tank. I think I shot a gadwall my first duck. There you go. And then realized, like, you can't duck home with waders. This is stupid. Because I even had the collapsible rod and throw in a weight over it to get him back if I were out of reach. Then waders. Then a 
inflatable, like a little cheap inflatable thing to go get them. Uh-huh. And then, all right, I'll take my kayak. <laughs> and then like, you know what? I need a dog. You know what? I need a boat. And now we're in this just like black. It just, yeah. it's, it, it, we're circling we a, the drain here. We have a, we have a, a, a get out there boat and a gear boat. Just to yep. To run two boats now. Yeah, it's <laughs> a nightmare. So, okay. So duck hunting is probably your favorite thing now. Um, what about on the public land side of stuff? Well, most all of our duck hunting public land. Hunt, yeah, you know, on public. I mean, we uh, my white-tailed deer were shot on private land this year. Yeah, um, I, I hunt. I hunted a lot on public land for white-tailed deer over the years, and it's just uh, it's really tough. It's it's hard out there here in the state, and uh, but we got guys uh, who who do it every year, and they and they're a marvel to me. They mm-hmm. they go out and they shoot. I mean, we have two guys who shot one forty. Both over 140 inch public land deer. Oh wow! This year, this year, and huh. and we're like, Holy they're just they've got the touch though. They're just like, yeah. oh yeah, storm's blowing in. I go sit in this tree. Yeah, pitcher come in like what? Like, what? what? <laughs> I sat in a tree yeah. for days last year. <laughs> well, so as far as your involvement with Texas BHA or or BHA, yep. um, was there like a Western, you know, presence in your in your hunting portfolios that kind of led you to do that, or is it? No, really. Uh, I, I mean, the only reason I knew about BHA was through Randy Newberg and yeah. Steve Ranella. Yeah, uh, and those guys talk uh, like showed me the light, and I was not of. I didn't have a, a place to go and hunt. Yeah. You know, I had some private land, but it was down in South Texas. It was four hour and a half hours away, and just trying to hunt as much as humanly possible. It was very difficult to do that, and have a wife you know yeah. and so i just was like oh i'm just gonna start hitting up these public land spots and if i can't it, it just take me a while to get it and so then i just fell in love with that aspect because it gave me the ability to hunt instead of two or three times a year to hunt 80 or 90 you know i mean right. a lot you oh, know yeah. through pigs and turkey and and ducks and dove and you know it's just i hunt year round now where it was it really was a fall thing for me at the very beginning and now mm-hmm. it's just like I get a little bit of sleep right now, but then yeah. the back to turkey, the back to pig. <laughs> yeah, the crappie and the sand bass are about to run, and then it's it's and then it's on to turkeys. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My, my wife is. Uh, she used to think that you know the season ended, and then like <laughs> wow, springtime we're not really doing anything. But then there's turkey. Yeah. And then you throw in Africa, and then Knots, you're chasing. Yeah. You want to hunt the axis rut, you yeah. know, or whatever. Then it's August. Shape, then yeah. it's September. Gotta go and get the shape keeps, to get keeps going. She knows yeah. now. She's like, it never <laughs> ends. No, and she's, just she's just giving up. For life. Uh, or de- I defeated her. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, man, that's what you got to do. Um, we always say when this whole uh, marriage thing blows over, we're, we're going to apartment together. together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so you both recently resigned from the Texas BHA board. What were your positions um, and how long were you? each on the board. So I've been on the board for, this will be my third year. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I started off as the secretary and, uh, moved up to the vice chairman of the board and, uh, then stepped down a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I was on the board, what, year and a half, two years. Yep. Uh, I was corporate outreach, corporate donations, kind of oversaw all of that and some event, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I was doing Dallas public outreach chair before that. So I've been involved for a few years. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the most rewarding part of uh, being involved with Texas BHA? Uh, I mean, personally, mine was was talking to people at events who were like, that's something out west. We Mm -hmm. don't have that here. Um, And just 
having, I mean, I remember a, a specific conversation with a guy who was like, man, that's in Colorado and Montana. That does public land doesn't exist here. And when you're like, well, there's actually 1.7 million acres of public land in our state. Mm-hmm. People are what? And you're like, yeah, you can go like within an hour from here and be on a handful of properties to hunt a variety of animals uh, and be somewhat successful. I mean, it's not, you know, go out, shoot something immediately, but you have the ability to really do that. And so the joy of being able to like give somebody an opportunity to go enjoy the outdoors more and think that they can be included in this thing that we call hunting. Uh, and that it's not just limited to somebody who can get onto a, you know, a deer lease or go out West and hunt or, or whatever you, the conception is of a hunter to somebody who may not hunt all the time. Uh, the, the ability to break down that wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Austin, what about you? Yeah. I mean, to also mirror that, but, uh, the relationships and there's half dozen plus people I talk to multiple times a week who I've met through, uh, them being directly involved or at events or something and just hit it off on, you know, fellow hunters, just meeting people who like-minded, you know, get out and hang out with them, hunt with them, you know, that the relationships for sure. That's why I like, uh, being on the Dallas Ducks Unlimited committee. Same reason. For sure. I've done a bunch with, uh, Ray Roberts, Ducks Unlimited up there. Sure. I mean, I encourage everybody, you know, whatever the organization is to get involved with one conservation um, organization. It's, it's certainly a worthwhile endeavor for lots of reasons. Um, you guys, one of the things that stood out for me, like, and, and I was very, um, I was a big fan of BHA nationally went to rendezvous last year, Sure. but I always had a little trepidation, like something just seemed not right. (laughs) And I'm not saying that the organization still isn't doing great things. I'm sure that they are. I've had land on the show multiple times, had great conversations. Um, I'm just not going to be involved anymore, and we'll talk about why. Coming up after the break, that segment, by the way, brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. They've got shops in Marion and San Antonio to better serve you. And Josh and Becky, they've been taking care of all my trophy mounts for nearly a decade. It's been a long time. They do amazing work with quick turnaround time, and they answer the phone when I call. Imagine that, a taxidermist that doesn't dodge your phone calls. GR8Mounts.com is where you can find them. That's GR8Mounts.com. We'll be right back with more on the Lone Star Outdoors. The fastest thing around, long and lean, every young man's dream. She turned every head in town. She was built and farmed to handle sun. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. If you're looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW, then Three Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guide Scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. Never turned her head when you walked by. You never made a laugh, caught her eye. But you swore in silence every day that you would somehow make her turn your way. 
An oldie but a goodie there from Corey Morrow. Angela bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Cable Smith riding shotgun with you today. Thank you so much for being here. I've still got Abe Bullman and Austin Brown, formerly of the uh, Texas BHA board, here in studio. We're going to uh, continue that conversation momentarily. First, however, the segment brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Grab a 12-pack on your way to the crappie hole this spring and celebrate tight lines and full stringers with an ice-cold Lone Star beer. With that being said, uh, Abe, Austin, thanks for sticking around. Certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. And so as we dive into our frustrations here, and I, and I do want to be clear, like as a hunting community, we don't always have to agree with each other. Um, I don't want people to think of, that I'm telling you not to be a part of, of BHA or Ducks Unlimited or, or any organization for that matter. Um, but there are conversations that need to be had. And when you see something that you don't agree with, well, I mean, what good does it do to sit on the sidelines and not bring it to the forefront? So that's what we're doing here today. Um, and and I do want to say, like, and why I was so excited about the Texas chapter specifically is it wasn't all just pint nights with you guys. You all were doing lots of boots on the ground work on Public Lands Day. Um, I think you all had like four different projects across the state yeah we have North multiple Texas. multiple yeah. public outreach committees and so i you know i saw that stuff and i was like this is a this is something i want to be involved in as well um and i, I was actually going to speak at a pint night coming up in march in austin uh, that's no longer happening yeah. i was a little taken aback when the uh the hunt real deer campaign came out and it was on december 23rd um and because for for Oh, well, first of all, let's do this. Why don't you guys, having been on the inside, sure, talk about why that campaign was put out there, and then I'm going to tell you how I reacted, how sure. I felt. So, Abe, we'll start with you. So, um, I guess it starts back in, uh, I think, 2015 or so is when it was filed, but uh, uh, two individuals uh, who were in the captive breeding industry, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Bailey and Brad Peterson, sued the Texas Parks and Wildlife, and they sued them over the fact that in 2012, Mm -hmm. there was the first reported case of CWD in Texas, and the Texas Parks and Wildlife, and this is where we absolutely agree on stuff, reacted in a way that moved very swiftly and effectively to contain and prevent the spread of that. Yeah, they euthanized the whole... Exactly. And so the Texas... should have. Absolutely. And, And the actions of Texas Parks and Wildlife... Like you said on your podcast last week, they're doing a, an, a phenomenal job of preventing it mm-hmm. and to keep it from spreading. But some members of the deer breeding you know, organization uh, tried to sue, stating that captive cervids are private property. Mm-hmm. and Which they are if they're exotics. If absolutely. indigenous yeah. game... That's our property. Exactly. That's me, sure. The people of Texas. And, and nor For should sure. it change, right? right? That there should be no, you know, variation of that. And mm-hmm. so that's where this campaign started for us, right? Was that there was a clear and present threat to wildlife being taken out of the trust of the public. And that's where we started going, we got to put pen to paper on how we can get in front of this and start educating people about that. And that's where it started. Okay. That's the reason we started it. Good background there. Um, was national 
like behind it? I mean, were they supporting this endeavor? And I'm going to ask, and I want to know because sure. in conversations with the higher ups there, I, I've personally been pissed off because I look at like anti-hunting, anti-trapping legislation that's being proposed in New Mexico on public land. Yeah, sure. No coyote contest, no trapping on public land. They're trying to get that stuff pushed. And I'm like, why isn't PHA on the state level, why isn't New yeah. Mexico BHA saying something about this sure. issue that's in their own backyard? Absolutely. So then I see Texas BHA yeah. come out with this own, their own, basically doing the exact opposite of, and I was like, first of all, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then there was some verbiage in the original post, like with the term, which we talked about off sure. the air, uh, high fence isn't hunting. Well, you know. Do you want to jump ahead of that? <laughs> I, I mean, we never once as an organization, and so I guess there's two things there we need to talk yeah. about first, was was HQ aware of the fact that we were Very much putting so. this? Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, we had numerous phone calls with them, presented all of our, um, all of our due diligence and what we thought is, here's our plan, here's what we want to talk about, here's things we want to put out onto the website so people can read about this, what it means, uh, and it was a process of just, it's like trying to get through something through government. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it gets beat up. It's this, it's that it's, it's put underneath a microscope to a point where you start off with this really solid message and it gets kind of twisted and, and kind of put into a way that it, it doesn't end up the exact way we, we exactly wanted it to come out. You know, mm -hmm. for instance, uh, when you go out and you want to click on the website to try to get information on it, you got to click twice to get to exactly Hey, what does this mean? Why are we doing this? Instead of just once, instead of right there, real easy for somebody to click on. Yeah. That was just part of, of their doing. So they were aware about it. They were very excited about it. Uh -huh. You know, numerous times we would Which be on. I calls. personally didn't want to believe that. And yeah. then I saw that they had paid to put the ad up on their yeah. Facebook page. And they, and, and like, they oh. knew about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, we don't even have. I wanted it to just be the yeah. Texas guys. Sure. So I didn't have to. A couple rogue. Right. You know, people. we can go deeper down that hole. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Hence why we're sitting here. Uh, it, it was a thing where it, it just was, it was something that they knew about very much. So, right. They, uh -huh. they knew and were aware of it and were very excited about it. They, they were like, this is awesome. Uh, and, and then on the and other side, I know side, in their mission statement, they, yeah. they believe in, you know, Boone and Crockett and fair chase. And, sure. and to me, that's neither here nor there because if you've been inside a, a high fence, depending, you know, I'm not saying a 20 acre kick and shoot operation, sure. but there's high fences that are 500 acres that are 5,000 acres. Well, and let's say on, that most members of the Texas board have killed things behind high fence. And that was never supposed to be a message that anyone had a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, no. okay. exactly. We never that, gave a damn about high fence. High there was a hashtag yeah. that may or may not have been there. Yeah. Everyone says it wasn't there. We have a social media person. Yeah. We're not dipping anybody in the grease. Yeah. They say they don't recall it. Yeah. We never intended that. When I that. read it, though, I mean, it pissed me off because I saw it. And I was sure. like, this is... Yeah, when we don't recall that being yeah. there, I've That's... killed things. I've killed a nil guy behind a yeah. high fence for multiple years in a row now. Yeah. <sighs> there's right. different... In our mind, there's... delicious. A, but... I, oh, my God. My wife, was I was so sitting in a stand this year. My wife, I was like, ah. I mean, they're pretty much done calling deer this year. I go call deer, hang out. Uh, but they said they're really trying to get rid of some nil guy. She said, forget that deer. My wife loves it. Yeah. They're so good, but... Yeah, so the, just the fact that you know this that it has anything at all to do with high game fence hunting is it, it's just not true. Okay. If there was a hashtag, I don't. We like I said, as soon as we started seeing those comments, we're like, who deleted this? Right? There's only a right. handful of people who even have access, and uh -huh. we're like, who did anybody delete this? And we're we're pretty open and honest with with each other about it. And so um, everybody. I mean, like, it was I didn't edited do that. very quickly within like 
within 24 hours. It was, I, it was, I'd love to see that. I mean, yeah, not that it matters. Because, We've stepped down yeah. for not that reason, but right. I, I just that um, was never the intention. It had to be a faux pas. Here's the term hunt real deer, sure. which to me, when I read it, I was like, gosh, dang it. This is offending me as someone who has hunted behind yeah. a high fence. Um, and like I said, you know what's ethical sure. as a hunter, and we're not here to debate the ethics of anything really. But sure. um, the problem with a campaign like that is that it lumps all high fence hunting into all high fences into the same category sure. because every deer breeding operation is behind a high fence. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I understand their culture yeah. because I've been I've been there and done that. Yeah. Right. And I love it. And my favorite thing in the world to do is hunt elk with a bow on public land. Yeah. I mean that is my absolute Absolutely. favorite thing to do. Absolutely. But they 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 don't you know they haven't been here and and in the podcast last week I mentioned to the Texas Parks Wildlife guys. So much of your what you believe about hunting and ethics and everything is totally formulated on where you were born, absolutely, and what how you've hunted. I mean, and if you haven't done it the other way, you look down on it, and absolutely. that's how I felt the campaign was coming yeah. across. Um, so you know, I obviously I commented a bunch of times sure. and uh, invited Michael, um, the president of Texas BHA, to come yeah. on the show. Sure. Which he said he would, and then he kind of ghosted yeah. me. And <laughs> national, I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. And nationals stepped in. Very you vocal wanna... about not. They were like, "Let's not do that." And yeah. so um, they said, "Don't go on cable." Yeah, show. they were. They were yeah. like, "We just don't need to be in that." And and that, like I said, we we, were, we stepped down for a reason that has to do with. It had with nothing to do with things, Texas you know? chapter. Yeah, no, we I fully mean, support the Texas chapter and everybody we know there. The board uh-huh. works their ass off. They do everything they need to do. Uh, they're trying their best to get as many things done. I mean, when you have a, a, a national organization who is telling their chapter full of volunteers who are just doing this because they want to do it, that they're moving too quickly and that, well, you need, you to, need slow to slow down. down. Don't do so we much work. to get stuff done, Exactly. Guys. Like, hey, we were being told to stop doing so much. Yeah. Oh. We need to, As a know. conservation and activism organization, yeah. mm. one more time, like we're our, volunteering our time here and you're telling right, us to not yeah. do so much. So our focus was supposed to be on, like from them, they were like, you guys need to focus on a monthly newsletter. And we're like, wait, <laughs> like, uh, okay, but w- wouldn't like f- putting more substances policy together to try to open up, you know, places like Lake Levon that are restricted to hunting whitetail deer. Yeah. Isn't that, that, that seems like the kind of place I want to spend my time. Not right. like, let's put a newsletter together guys. And, or here's another pint night or, or a pint night. And that and, was my, yeah, I mean, that was just, my resignation letter included all of that right yeah. there. It's like, we have a cause. You approved a cause mm-hmm. that we stand behind, and that we, I stood behind. Public land access. Man. That that I'm I'm touching on real deer, but absolutely public land. Yeah. But on the real deer campaign, oh. it was it was approved through national. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is this. We had press releases. We had information, and the initial post that has become a he said she said. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was lots of follow ups, and Texas was handcuffed yeah. by being about being able to explain it. Yeah. And so Which that, also the timing, December twenty third. Then every like one's gone for the holidays from like sure. Uh, I mean, offices are closed. Yeah. DHA, so nothing gets done. Well, but I it mean, was all approved prior. Yeah. And then everything got throttled back. Exactly. So there was no a, there was no ability to clarify. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no follow ups. There was all the all the, the packet we had of sorts yeah. was squashed. And was, so it made it made it made the whole thing look awful right and you can go like to our website and about the like the the post and the and the like the hashtag thing right uh three days before that post even hit social media we had posted the complete verbiage about what it was and so 
right at the very top, we talk about, well, what is a captive servant, right? Is it behind a high fence? No, it's not. We adopt the language of Texas Parks and Wildlife. And just because a deer exists behind a, f- a fence or a high fence in particular here doesn't mean it is a captive servant. Mm-hmm. That is only for a term that is completely designated for a deer that is in a breeder facility. Mm-hmm. And if there's no gray area, it is that. And so that's what that was our point of saying right from the very beginning, this has nothing to do with high game fence hunting, right? Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the breeding industry suing the state and an organization that we agree on has been doing a magnificent job of controlling this thing. They wanted to take those regulations away. Here's my, like from just my perspective, I don't care if there's a white tailed deer breeding industry. I don't, I mean, it doesn't, um, I've shot deer that that's 219 inch deer. I shot in a high fence. It was a fun hunt. It wasn't by any means a canned hunt, but you know, you've heard on the podcast, that deer means very little to me. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks cool. That New Mexico mule deer over there is a five by, it's a five point yeah. shot at 10,000 feet with a muzzle loader. That's, that's a Wait, trophy. Yeah, and we, yeah. that's, that yeah. exact conversation happened. Uh, has nice. happened. I don't care about that. No. Has happened. <laughs> that same yeah. conversation happened countless times during the Texas board of just, you know, all, like I said, all of us have killed behind high fence. It was never supposed to be about that. It's, it's the, it's, I think it was servant. poorly the, named hunt real deer. I think that was a little divisive. And that goes like my, my point like sure. was, Hey, we have a situation where we're losing hunter recruitment sure. every year. And to see anything come out that's divisive for me, is just like, man, I think we need to we figure out other ways to address it. Um, sure. I know, but now knowing where you guys are coming from and the origin of it, uh, it makes sense. Just the name I think was, was and, and the name sure. is, it was designed it offended me. And, I mean. and the point was to kind of get your attention yeah. and get somebody's attention and start a conversation, right? And and kind of and that's where our follow-up, you know, and we wanted key. to and we wanted to pivot very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. When as soon as we saw this, I mean, it didn't take <laughs> like 24 hours for us to figure it. Were you surprised by the backlash? We knew that there was going to be some, right? Yeah. We The whole point of it was and to prepared kind of for that. Yeah. open up the conversation. And so we had a plan about how we were going to address that. Our biggest thing was we were going to kind of put it out there, let people, while at, at, you know while they're sitting at home at the holidays, going through their Instagram feed or their feed, they'd see this and they'd have something to follow up and read. And, th- and that was the website, right? Then we had a plan to let that kind of sit and soak and just kind of, what does this mean? Let's see what we've got. And then we're going to follow that up with a lot of education about, you know, what is a captive servant, right? Let's talk a little bit more in detail about what mm-hmm. it is and, um, and about what C- the truth about CWD. Because, you know, I've read a lot of stuff and the guys at the Texas Deer Association had a webs- uh, an article they put out about fake news on CWD. And I think there is a lot of misinformation out there. And I think there is a lot of, you know, panic that people feed of off of fear mongering, but it's absolutely something that we should pay attention to. Right. Sure. I mean, it's not. And so the, to think that it's not anything or it's that it's, it's not as big of a deal. We just aren't there yet. And if we, and it's not there yet because of what our state agency is doing and right. taking great strengths. And so, uh, to, to maintain and contain it. But if we remove those regulations from them, then what happens? Right. So and, I guess that's where, what got lost in the, in the, kind of the message to me sure. was like this was more about regulations placed on on the deer breeding industry but the term hunt real deer sure. tells sure. a hunter that's looking at yeah. hey don't hunt behind a high fence no I mean, yeah. that was the clarity with the three days prior to the social media post yeah 
that was I mean, the verbiage was there. Yeah. People didn't look at it, yeah. and then we weren't we were uh, uh, handcuffed to be able to follow up yeah. to direct people toward this. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be a, yes, th- throw in some bait. Yeah. You want people to pay attention to something. It's gonna be yeah. some bad press, sure. And to me, it gets and to follow to, up yeah. and to be able to pivot and be like, all right, now that you're listening, and, and let's really like talk about this. And it was never to, about yeah. high fence hunting; it was about yeah. breeding. Yeah. So what, um, like that campaign though, raising awareness. Ultimately, what effect could that have? I mean, because these deer breeding operations aren't gonna—they're not going no. anywhere. They have you know? one of the most powerful lobbying, yeah, groups. You know, and in our state, whether when it comes to you want to shoot a 300 inch white tail, like, I mean, yeah, I don't. I want to sure. shoot a nice typical sure. 10 point, you yeah. know, yeah, That's exactly. Like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I don't care, I don't care if some rich guy who works his ass off sure. and has he's a CEO of some company, he gets to hunt two weekends a year and he'll spend 20 grand. Sure, to me, he's buying a hunting license, he's buying ammo, which is Pittman Robertson tax dollars. For sure, it goes back into I'm it. happy that and he's yeah. voting the way that we're voting, you know, yeah. on for pro second amendment. Um, thousand percent. Now, you know, is that the hunt that I want for me personally? Sure. No, but if and he the, wants to do it, I don't give a crap. The gross majority of people in our state don't do that. Right. They don't have the means to, right. you know, that, it's a that's, small minority. Yeah, you know, it if is. you think about, I mean, how many people in our state can actually afford to pay $10,000, $5,000 even, yeah. you know, the struggle to even find a lease that you can get on for $1,300 for a lot of people is just too much money. You don't want to know, know what I paid for that it, calling I mean, lease. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Oh, I know at least cost. Yeah, sure. I mean, my wife doesn't want to yeah, know for no, sure. Yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> we can just fill in the number like, uh, it was free for, yeah. you know, helping yeah. somebody mow their yard. Um, I moved some hay bales around, but, um, you know, that, and that's the biggest thing is we wanted to, we had a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And when that occurred, the fact that a couple volunteers were trying to mobilize and figure out, okay, how do we respond to this? Cause we, like Mike, Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And on the 23rd, we got hit in the face with more opposition than we thought. And we're unable to move as an organization and say, okay, whoa, 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 this is what this means, um, mainly because they wanted everything to run through them. Mm-hmm. But just because you're out of the office, I mean, I'm not saying get on your phone and right. let's have a call on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but it takes you till the 7th before you can even respond to it emails. It was a bad deal, too, because Texas was the fastest growing chapter in the country. Yeah. Like, even for me, you know, I agree with the fact that there needs to be CWD awareness. Sure. It was... That that wasn't my issue with the with the whole thing. And it was a campaign that is supposed to last a long time because. But it's goal, no longer even active, is it? Well, I mean, you, we, I mean, we we've since stepped down, and so. Um, someone know, told me just off the record that. We can go. We can go as deep as you want here. Someone they, told me that they've pulled the campaign. Well, they, I mean, do we want to talk about BHA now? No, they basically just told us to hit pause on it, and they're mm-hmm. you know, and that was one of the biggest things for me. That was such a the reason that BHA is such a hard thing and national, right? I think mm-hmm. we need to be very clear on the distinction that the Texas chapter does incredible things for the local people here, and a. a all, most of the money that you spend here in Texas at a pint night or if you buy a shirt from Jesse here in Dallas mm-hmm. or from you know Joel or Pete down in Houston, uh, that money stays here to help us, help our Texas chapter. And so uh, they are working their asses off to keep things and to really work and do good stuff. And national to me is what is the reason I, I stepped down. Uh-huh. And it's been a struggle with them in communication. And just the fact that I'm a volunteer, I have, you know, a ton of things I do on my own hunt. I have 
a podcast I run. I have life. a life. You know, yeah. I've got Work, a job. A job. You know? Yeah. I mean, and so BHA was consuming that, and I had no problem dealing with that. But to to be treated as if I'm uh, like almost a, a nuisance or almost just something you've got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I need to, we need to really make sure you guys communicate with us. And, you know, I, I have a job. I deal with millions of dollars worth of, of client dollars on the line. I have to communicate with people who are, are, who hate me because they, <laughs> they have, they hate me. They don't want to deal with me. They've been told they have to deal with me. And so for, for somebody at uh, the HQ level to say, well, we really need to figure out what your strengths are. And like, as if I'm an intern, you know, yeah. uh, and, and have no wherewithal, like, wow, gee golly, mister, I, you know, what's Outlook or what's an e- is a spreadsheet, you know, it's, so it's just kind of, it, it's, it's disrespectful. And the fact that, you know, we never felt as if we were a You're part of You're trying to make team. them money. And exactly. And that was my, message. that was my biggest deal yeah. is that when it came down, you know, the kerfluffle around hunt real deer. And then, then them going kerfluffle, good word, right? Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then them kind of throwing their hands up, going, I don't know. Like as soon as there was An a cause yeah. that wasn't public lands and actually caused a little strife, and I don't think strife's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think confrontation's a good thing. Either causes uh, conversation. They immediately like just throttled back as hard as they could. And there was emails from that were like, they, there was no, we, and that really struck with me being, you know, in the corporate world. If I, if, if I was done, was, I was doing something that my boss had said to do or approved doing and he went him, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm getting paid for that. Yeah. So that's a different story. Yeah. I'm volunteering my time. Uh, and a lot of it and it's pulling teeth to get anything done through national. And then the only thing there's really, really good communication about is things that affect the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Really, really good at pint yeah. nights. We've got spreadsheets. We've got follow-ups. We've got please push this. We've yeah. got film tours. You've got to be signed up by this date to get the film in your state. Man, we're organized about that. We can sure get seven emails about that. But to do something that's actually about a cause, uh, something that you know, could be a major issue in the future, mm-hmm. which is really quiet and really iffy. That really didn't sit well with me. When I sent my resignation letter, the response was, no, I know what it's like. I work 60 hours a week too. I'm like, but this is your job. (laughs) I'm working 60 hours a week and doing this for the love of the game. Yeah. The ga- there's no love for the game anymore. I deal with like, why are you on the phone with Mike at yeah, my, 11.30 at night, yeah. you know, talking about Exactly. My wife's like, shut the door, you're yelling yeah, again. You're yelling. <laughs> 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 Texan, just got one in, with gumption, wanting to get stuff done. Hey, maybe we don't need to do as much. Like, Hey, I certainly understand the frustration. Uh, we do need to take a quick break, though, fellas. Uh, so we'll pick it back up momentarily. That segment brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. Check out the 600-pound stand and fill. It's so easy. No more ladders. No more truck beds. You just stand there and fill up the feeder. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. We'll be right back with more on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. And the moon is so bright. It don't look like night. And the diamond house sparkles in the lights of love and county. Hey guys, Cable here, and uh, I want to tell you about outdoor access. See, access is the one thing I hear hunters complaining about the most. They don't have a place to hunt, but they want to, right? Well, outdoor access is the solution to that problem. Think Uber, 
but for hunters. It's a membership-based program. It's only $9 a month, but it gives you access to a list of properties for uh, hunting whatever you want. You want to hunt deer one weekend? Great. You want to hunt ducks on another property the next? Fine. Turkey on another? You have dozens to choose from. And it's a lot less expensive than paying for a traditional 52-week lease. So if you're interested in basically what I call Uber for the outdoorsman, use the activation code LONESTAR at checkout. Just go to OutdoorAccess.com. That's OutdoorAccess.com. And use my promo code LONESTAR for 30% off your membership. That's OutdoorAccess.com. St. Genevieve can hold back the water. The saints don't bother with a tear-stained eye. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Sunbolt, tear-stained eyes. That one takes me back to the late 90s for sure. Hope everyone's having a great day. Appreciate you dropping by. We are still visiting with A. Bullman and Austin Brown, formerly of the Texas BHA Board of Directors. Uh, before we get back into that conversation, this segment brought to you by Our Luck Outfitters, offering the finest in Newfoundland moose hunting. I returned from my trip in October with a hell of a bull and a hell of a story and one hell of a hunt. Here's the deal. It's not going to cost you $20,000 like an Alaskan or Yukon moose hunt. And I haven't even mentioned how beautiful Newfoundland is. Check it out. Our luck outfitters for your Newfoundland moose hunt. Well, let's dive back into it now with Abe and Austin, who were nice enough to stick around. This sends more people to the western states than any other state. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you talked about your, yeah. uh, your infancy with BHA being, hey, I duck hunt and yeah. I'm looking for whitetail. Mine was completely the opposite. Yeah. I've been backpacking in New Mexico <clears throat> for, oh, I'm 38, so 18 years and yeah. hunting it for probably half of that. And so my, like, wow, why I wanted to get involved was because I love the Western stuff, sure. you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it just it didn't sit well that there was such black and white protocols for yeah. everything that was really made national a buck mm-hmm. when it came down to things that we do uh really yeah. it was pulling teeth no communication like nobody really knew what was going on like uh, our go-between was just awful and that that was what did it just for me like i can't do it i'm exhausted like yeah. you throttled this you made the whole thing look like fool like made everyone yeah, look I like mean, fools you turned your back on volunteers we're volunteers you're the bha is an organization based on volunteers. But just like Ducks Unlimited. Absolutely. Or Dallas Safari Club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you've got an organization based on volunteers, and its its ability to stay relevant is based on volunteers. Then you have volunteers doing stuff, and you kind of toss them under the bus. Nah, man, I'm out. Yeah. Out of that. Yeah. I got enough of that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd, been, it'd have been you one know? thing if we if we did do it on our own, and they were like, "Whoa, what are you? What did you do? What did you do?" Right. You know, and, and that which wasn't I think it. is interesting because I think that's what the Pennsylvania chapter just did. Well, with the yeah. pro Second Amendment post that then got yanked, and yeah. I'm thinking they told me National did because I, yeah. I I before well, I resigned, I reached out to them directly uh-huh. and said, "Did National make you pull this?" Is that absolutely not someone accidentally posted a, uh, instead of on their personal? I said, "But you can't leave it up." Yeah. And crickets. And I don't know. I mean, that's not my state. I don't know anything about those people. I mean, 
I post Second Amendment I mean, stuff constantly on my yeah. Instagram, so yeah. it ain't my deal. <laughs> what you're saying about the Second Amendment, it always cracks me up. Do I, is this play? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we'll go with part, a milder one. If we, it, that, yeah. if we can't buy belt-fed machine guns out of vending machines, then our rights have been trampled on. <laughs> yeah. That's how I stand. That kind of summarizes my beliefs. Uh-huh. I don't know that the... Uh... You know, they don't, I don't even. I mean, to me, they don't have ARs. They don't. They, a lot of them never to, even shot one. Yeah. To me, an AR is just a scapegoat. Oh. Like, it's, look at the look at the animal cruelty laws over in the West. Was it Kentucky where it was a big deal? Uh, you couldn't leave a pet outside for certain number of minutes and yeah. certain temperature, yeah. which would ruin sporting dogs, duck dogs, yeah. like you and I share yeah. I passion New, for. I think it was New Hampshire. Was it okay yeah. up in that way? Yeah. And everybody got up in arms like. I, legally can't hunt my dog now yeah i mean that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg with oh well you don't need ars yeah. well you don't need this well and it just kind of, yeah. that that's you, when you guys you, follow a sportsman's alliance they're, i know of them they're yeah. a really good organization as far as um boots on the ground and doing because there's so much legislation you've got 50 states all passing dip, trying just to pass different anti-hunting crap. stuff yeah. anti-trapping anti-animal cruelty look my no. dog sleeps inside my Absolutely. house every day. we love our animals they just like to go hunting with us right yeah um, but anyway, Sportsman's Alliance is a, is one that I think really look more into that is doing sure. a great job of public awareness and then stuff in DC, um, trying to make right. sure none of that yeah. BS gets passed. But that sure. is uh, <laughs> not really what we're. We're the about. king of rabbit trails, so, <laughs> yeah, so keep, yeah, you can you can yeah. you can kind of you, nudge, in, you can nudge us back we'll to the right direction. Random stuff. Pennsylvania, that thing gets pulled. Texas makes a pro Second Amendment. Yeah. Post, which I supported, but then it was like at the very end, they shoehorned in something about uh, public wildlife. Yeah. And I was like, this, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was you guys sh- had already resigned. Was it point. shoehorning? I don't know. I mean, I don't I remember the exact I mean, If you're going to talk about the Second Amendment, let's leave it as, hey, we support I, the Second Amendment, a. not gotcha. mention at the end. Yeah. Oh, by the way, w- let's go back to the real tier thing yeah, here yeah, for sure. a second. Um, so for, any, for all that stuff, you know, I, I love, I mean, I love the public landowner sure. movement. Sure, absolutely. A cool, it's a cool shirt, you know. Absolutely, I haven't, I haven't worn it since all this happened. Don't. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and that's the problem is, is that we're dealing with the, the fact is, is that what they do. I think they're and, growing too fast. Is and and that's exactly what the problem I, is, right? Yeah. You've grown it, so quickly that you've got people in places who shouldn't uh, be there. shouldn't be there and shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. There needs to be a change in the staff. They've got to change the way they they deal with their chapters. I mean. We had no problem with HQ as a chapter when I first started because we did pint nights, we did full draw events, we did we checked all the bottom newsletter line stuff, we did all of those things, and we were just a very nice, neat, you know, hey, let's just keep this thing here, and hey, let's get some signatures for the Black Gap deal, and you know, that all was fine. But right. as soon as we started saying, hey, let's do some, like, let's like start looking into the Army Corps of Engineers and the fact that they have these like seemingly hodgepodge regulations of what you can and can't do on specific properties, regardless of the regulation regulation that that County has. It's like, well, uh, okay. Well, I mean, how's our newsletter coming? It's like, uh, you know, yeah. um, Hey, but, we didn't hear back about you wanting to participate in the film tour. Like, yeah, don't care. Yeah. We'll talk about this. I wonder how, like from a sponsorship standpoint, if it's affected anything, I know, for example, Cinnamon Creek is a longtime sponsor of mine. Sure. Um, for the processing and also the archery stuff. Uh, they were having a pint night as part of an elk shaped camp. Yeah. And Joe Musacchio found out about the Hunt Real Do thing. He's like, nope, no, no more. I mean, That's just one I, I don't really I know what, I mean, like I said, since I've stepped down, I, I, I haven't, you know, 
it's not, I'm not following those things as closely as I was, but you know, we've, we had a lot of people who did kind of, we got a lot of people who came to us and were like, Hey, this is awesome. You know, I get what you're doing. It, you know, I see that it's, you're kind of taking it on the chin a little bit, but ultimately what you're doing is it's needs to be done. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where we talk about, like you said earlier, the divisiveness, I think there's divisiveness that's bad. And then I think there's, you know, a conversation that, you know, the two of us don't like you're, I don't like hunt real deer. I like hunt real deer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that the one, either one of us are going to be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not, I'm going to go sell all my stuff on Craigslist and I'm not going to hunt anymore. Yeah. And to me, the most important part of this is if we police our own selves here and we get out in front of it as a group of hunters and an organ and, and say, we need to be in front of this. It takes away the ability for somebody who the New Jersey cat lady, as Steve Ranella says to get involved when they're like, Oh my God, this is a thing. Oh, what if it, you know, what if my dog gets it? And they start thinking of these asinine, stupid things and then they get involved. Right. And now you've got a movement of people who don't care about, you know, hunting because personally, I don't care what you do when you hunt. If you mm-hmm. want to hunt a giant deer that you paid 30 grand for and you shot in a, uh, you know, a small enclosure, I don't care. But we need to talk about the fact that that deer doesn't belong to anybody but the, the people of our state and, yeah. our, and of our country. And there's only one model. And to me, it's the only thing that our government is really doing very well yeah. anymore. <laughs> and it's wildlife. You know, I mean, that's a whole thing we can go into. Yeah. but. You know, they do that very well when given the tools they need to do that. And I think that's evident with the state of Texas and the fact that it isn't as spread out and it, it hasn't grown as quickly as it did in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But you talk to Doug Dern and it's like, holy crap, we got yeah, to do something they're fighting here. Like, that up there. It's yeah. terrible. I mean, and it, it could end up being like that here. And I don't think it will because uh, I think we got in front of it sure. pretty early on. But I mean, it was first discovered in 2012, mm-hmm. CWD. Who knows how long it was actually here? Actually here. Sure, yeah. but that was discovered in a free-ranging whitetail. I don't know what else can be done though, really. Oh, I, I mean, I think the monitoring thing is, is mean, the, yeah. the ability for them to adapt to the science that's coming out because we know it. We're just now learning. I mean, we're really. It's been around since the fifties. That podcast last week. Yeah, that was the first time I ever heard about CWD lying dormant in the environment. You can't yeah. get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. Prions, you know, pri- like that was prions can't be stuff, killed. Yeah. But I didn't know. They lick something. I mean, that's... How and long does that last? Like, could it be a month or no, it's, so, years I mean, or a decade? I don't, I don't and know. And to me, that's the biggest thing. I don't think thing, they know right? yet. Is, is we need to be able to give the Texas Parks and Wildlife the ability to adapt regulation around evolving science and it doesn't need to be scare tactic science that oh my god if you eat a cwd you're gonna die no i mean god knows how many people in our country have eaten cwd infected deer and everyone in wisconsin (laughs) i mean yeah i mean there's nothing nothing happens to them you know and so i think that it's you know has have you i mean when you look at the science of what they've done to try to get it to jump the species Mm -hmm. barrier it's been like Okay, well, we had to mutate the prion to make to get it into a place that it could even do it, and we had to inject it into the Nerve brain tissue, of a macaque tissue, monkey, yeah, right. and and it still, you know, it's, it basically was like, okay, well, I don't think that macabre monkeys or human beings are gonna run around stabbing each other in the head with <laughs> CWD, and it's gonna jump, right? It's just that's not a thing to me, but 
if it does get into a, it's a death sentence. And, and so at the end of your podcast, you brought up an interesting question that I would have loved to have heard what those guys said, which is, you know, ranking those diseases, right? right. What's the worst. Um, and to me, it is CWD just because it's a death. You don't recover from yeah. it. If, if a deer gets it, they're dead. Yeah. And we can drive into that where what, ha- well, do they die of CWD? Well, maybe not, but it gets sick. And it's just like, uh, it's like somebody, it's like an old person with dementia. Dementia doesn't kill you. It, the shutting down of these other things, you know, you get a cold because you can't get up right. and you get a flu and then you get pneumonia, then you die. Right. So you get CWD and you're not going to live. Mm-hmm. You're, you're dead. It's fatal. No, it's there's fatal. no doubt. And so that's Unlike why like the, EHD. Yeah. A lot sure. of deer, um, they recover. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're hardy animals at the end of the day. And some of them, um, make it through. I don't know what percentage yeah. that is, but yeah, I think, I think I, w- I wish I would have asked them that question and they probably would have said CWD. Um, I, that's my biggest thing is just, it's you, if a deer gets it, they die. Yeah. You know, there is no like, Oh, well they recovered, you know, it's there's still a lot of science to be figured yeah. out behind it. I, I mean, how's it, but, but to be fair, I mean, yes. Um, those breeder facilities, they have, it's 167 positive tests, like 140 something mm-hmm. of them are, out of those, but it's free ranging too. So we absolutely, can't just no doubt, vilify the breeders absolutely and say not. you guys are the root of this. No, no, no that was and yet again, yeah. that wasn't the intention. It's but there are people out there that that you know. No, I want, mean, I, you know, want to vilify them. One hundred percent, and there sure. are people unlike you, Abe, that yeah. that do get pissed off that sure. a guy goes and shoots a three hundred inch white tail. Absolutely, and, and it's that's just like it doesn't. You know matter. what? The, and those people believe that high fences are unethical in Texas. For anyone that is unaware, high fence is a management tool that one guy got tired of trying to be a good steward of the land and wildlife and feeding his deer and watching them grow up and let them reach maturity, which is all what Boone and Crockett stands for. That's the idea behind it. Right. But then if you put a high fence, that's the interesting conundrum with Boone and Crockett. If you put a high fence up, now you're not, you know, now you're not doing the right thing. But what you're really doing is trying to be a good steward of your wildlife. And I guarantee you those people that are putting high fences up are damn sure doing habitat improvement on their property. You know? How many of those sure. people put up high fences to keep deer out? Yeah. You know, that are like, I don't, you know, I, this isn't to keep them in, it's to keep them out. Because, right. I mean, if you go to the hill country, uh, the wine business yeah. ain't raising deer on their property. <laughs> They're trying to keep them out, and every one of them has Very a high much fence so. around. Yeah. You go to Fredericksburg. There's high you know, fence everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and so... And that was why it was just like, man, we really have to move on this and and get out in front of the fact that this isn't about that. Like, j- uh-huh. stop. This is just nothing to do with high fence. It has everything to do with CWD. And uh, you know, like I said, the it's I get it that it's the name, but ultimately, yeah. what we're talking about is making sure that s- the state maintains control of deer. And not the breeding industry. Mm-hmm. They don't we become know, private. We property. know how CWDs transferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Um, well, so very interesting um, behind the scenes look at, at you know y'all's experience and disenfranchisement with BHA sure. national. Um, yeah. Yeah. national. Yeah, national. <laughs> like I said, you know, that was such a cool. And it still is. People still you know, is. love the public landowner shirts. Yeah. There's a public landowner beer and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And uh, it's really cool. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm wondering I like, if my, things if my time, yeah. Cable's time, would be better invested in like RMEF. I mean, it's just you, need to, a, you need to be able to have a pro stance. And, and like we were talking about the Second Amendment, 
I mean, the word getting, hunter is in there. Yeah, yeah but they they, they couldn't, they and I called them out on that too. Like you can't write the post. Like just say like, like we were fully in support of the Second Amendment. Yeah. Not our thing. You're not gonna see two A stuff on our social media channel. That doesn't mean we don't support it. We support it. You know, yeah, just, just understand plan that a that's flag. Like, here's a good example. Um, when Meat Eater was bought, 100%. what did Steve Ranella do? He came out immediately because there it was. Yeah. One of the investors has like some anti-gun. Yeah, he has a big little anti-gun background but for sure. Steve immediately saw addressed it. Saw the public commentary and he was like, "Hey, this is me, guys. I have more I'm guns than you do. In this yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need to worry about yeah. us being some, you know, leftist. Exactly. Whatever. Control control the narrative. And if you make one post, and here's the deal, right? And I guarantee you, there's people who are, you know, listening to this, going, but wait. We commented about it. That doesn't count to me, mm-hmm. right? If I, if you and I are in the back and forth, and I'm supposed to stand up for something, put it on your, put it on your, your page, right? Make it something like, let's talk about it, right? And instead, they just, it's just this him and ha, and it's this, well, you know, we we support it, but we're gonna in the comments, but we're not just gonna send out, guys. Let's just put this to bed right now. Yeah. And if they would have just. You know, gotten ahead of it, responded to it, like it said, Hey, let's jump on the phone, you know, January one, even mm-hmm. and said, I mean, I know that's New Year's Eve, but if they were able to say, let's get on the phone and then let's have a conversation about this and what do we need to do? We need to move quickly, right? That's how you get in front of these things, right? You don't yeah. just let them sit out there and let people draw their own conclusions because it sat there forever. Yeah. There was actually, mm-hmm. there's never been a follow up. There's not Correct. been one follow up yet. Yeah. And that is because of national. Mm-hmm. And and the and if anyone looks at it, they can see how pissed off I was by well, reading I mean, my comments. You're not the only person, and uh, but that's one of the biggest reasons that, like I said, when you know after I stepped down and and I had the opportunity to even sit here and talk about this, I was like, this is why we have to do this because I want the people who are like Cinnamon Creek to go, okay, maybe it's not the I don't like the name, but I get where the what it is, and I get that it's not about attacking high fenced hunters. And, and things can go forward and, mm-hmm. and there can be a conversation to be had and, and it's an easy target. And if, you know, if you are being bullied at school and you don't stand up for yourself a little bit, guess what? You're probably yeah. going to keep getting hit. And that's what's going on right now with mm-hmm. 2A, with stuff in New Mexico. I mean, if you read just whatever's going on, people are not happy and it's something that's change. never happy also yeah. to play devil's advocate. True, <laughs> true. People are never happy, but I predict one of two things with, with, with BHA, and that is they um, realize that they've got to do something differently at the, at the national level. They make changes. They allow themselves to become and control these narratives like the green decoy stuff, uh, and they do that very effectively, and they grow, or they don't, and it goes away. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a vacuum for public land that hopefully somebody stands up and fills. It really maybe it's growing pains. Hopefully it is. Yeah, that's what you I know. hope. I hope it's, it's good things. Just, yeah, yeah. Because for sure. it was one that I like. I said I was on the fence. Like I was so close to being all in, and then yeah, whatever the hesitations that I had, you know, and and like I, I've spent a week hunting with Ty Stubblefield, the the yeah. chapter coordinator for the entire country. Well, hell of a guy, and you know I love I love Ty, and I, and there's still great people at BHA that I would call friends of mine. Hundred um, percent. But for me, I just. I'm taking a step back for sure. Sure. And keep in mind that I'm I'm not encouraging you, the listener, to revoke your membership. I mean, if you're happy with what BHA is doing, 
by all means, continue to support them. I'm just uh, personally in a more of a wait-and-see holding pattern. Um, but I love public lands, and we need public land advocacy, so hopefully the future is a bright one. Uh, that segment of the show brought to you by John X Safaris. The date for 2021 is on the books. It's going to be late July, I think the 20th through the 28th. If you're interested in joining me on that safari, which will, at the time, be my fifth year in a row to go with John X, shoot me an email, LoneStarOutdoorShow at gmail.com. Up next, we'll put a nice and tidy little bow on this conversation as well as hear about Abe and Austin's podcast and uh, talk a little adult onset hunting right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Live Oak Outdoors offers some of the best waterfowl hunting in the Central Flyway, hunting over 2,000 acres of cut rice along the coast that attracts wintering geese by the tens of thousands. Hunts take place out of layout blinds or white parkas over a spread of 1,500 decoys. It's also common to shoot pintail and other puddle ducks in the goose spread. Professional guides make sure you have a safe and memorable hunt of a lifetime. They're based out of El Campo, Texas. Check them out at liveoakoutdoors.com, or you can book your hunt by calling Chris Slimp at 832-466-9646. Hey, this is Chris Knight, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. You're looking for trouble. Chris Knight bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Sidney Smith here with you today. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. More importantly, thanks to you guys for being here. It is great to be talking outdoors with you. And we'll continue our discussion with Abe Bullman and Austin Brown, formerly of Texas BHA, here momentarily. But first, this segment is brought to you by Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and enjoy Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. Uh, Okay, well, Abe, Austin, we've pretty well hashed out our displeasure with BHA. Mine pointed more so at the Texas chapter for the Hunt Real Deer campaign. Y'all's, however, lying more so at the feet of National, where you felt hung out to dry after the campaign went public. Uh, where was the support and communication? Well, I know that was y'all's frustration. We've pretty well hashed that out at this point, and to continue down that path would just be beating a dead horse. So let's talk about something a little more lighthearted. What is this uh, podcast that you guys host together? I'm, I'm interested to find out more about it. Uh, we do Stormwater Creek. Yeah. I mean, we kind of do a lot of public land, Texas, it's real. There, it's it's far less. Uh, it started around a campfire. It started around a campfire uh-huh. at a pig hunt on private uh-huh. land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It started out. Um, you know. 
And so, yeah, we just hang out. We've, we've had a bunch of game wardens on, some, yep. uh, some game biologists, uh, foragers, to just to, yeah. to talk to, talk to people in Texas about, uh, Texas public lands yeah. and, and, uh, adult onset hunters a lot too, really, because, you know, us yeah. two and then our buddy Jordan, who's really involved. And we have a couple other guys who really get involved. Um, Adult onset hunting, not knowing what to do. Like, man, I'm really into this, but I don't. I have no idea where to start. People are intimidated. To so ask intimidated. And that's, we, that's such a shame. We tell this story yeah. constantly, but there's a. We're going next week. It's called Hagarama. Buddy's Lee is kind of a fundraiser. A bunch of people, beer, shoot pigs, fun. Drive there's around four wheelers. Always, yeah. there's always a couple dudes out there show up uh, in their new camo, their new AR. Fully support that. That's no slight. They shoot their pig. Somebody brings it in. It's on the rack. And everybody's standing around staring at it with a beer. <laughs> what happens next? Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's uh, I always yeah. wonder over there, like, uh, y'all cutting this up? Like, nah, man, I think we'll just leave it hang. And you can always catch it. Like, you have no idea what to do. Yeah. And that's no slight. Yeah. So I'm always like, cool, well, I'm going to cut it up. And if you want to watch or help, gotcha. And by the end of it, they're like, I got this. And like, here, you take it then. Yeah. And after then, they're like, holy, I, like, I want to go I want to go shoot another pig. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that, that story just tells it is these guys want to do it. I mean, they're interested in shooting something, they're interested in being in the woods, but they just don't know what to do. Uh-huh. And there's so much of that and so many levels of hunting and outdoors and all of that. Just, uh, I mean, I remember the first time I shot a deer, I had an idea what to do, but like, oh, oh my God, yeah. like this thing's on the ground now. Like, I Holy know what I'm supposed to do, but like. Oh, the guy, the landowner yeah, that like, where I shot my first buck, he had to help me. For like, sure. How do you know it? YouTube wasn't around back then. Yeah. Uh, now you can YouTube anything. Anything. But like yeah. back then, I was so like, yeah, then, you're I was like, like uh, uh, my friend, it was this guy, Don. Uh, yeah. He's like, I said, so I'm not asking you to do this for me, but can you, he's yeah, like, I'll walk can you Can you kind of point yeah, me at some stuff? Like, and that's the same deal. It's like, yeah. I'll make first couple cuts and like, hey, all right, brother, come here. Like start cutting here. And by the end of it, there's three or four more guys out there. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, that's yeah. kind of the outreach one to start. And then it became more, it's a, it's a labor of love more yeah. than anything. I mean, we just do it for fun with our buddies. We exactly. get to hang out, a good excuse to hang out once a week, uh-huh. uh, talk to some cool people. Uh, we've had Mary Wedger, Mary Weather, the foraging guy out of Houston on there a few times, which Holy is mind blowing. Uh. Just his plan ID and what you can eat and what to do and just, well, just outdoors too, in right? general. It's not like, oh, you can get this if you go to Montana. Oregon it's, or, yeah. Yeah, it's like this grows. He's got a book your, of like, go Texas out to your plants yard and, and I'll you know show what you what I don't, you can. What I don't get about that, like, like the moral community like i don't guess we have very many morals in texas i don't uh-uh. i've never okay. found one. i've never found one but no. like, you them. know those guys go out and they swear by it and say you know i mean they they go hunting for mushrooms I mean, yeah and this I, is that dude my like yeah. my i'm more interested in the mushrooms joe rogan yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and, and when like, i was a younger man yeah right? exactly sure back in the sure. day mm-hmm. um, so that I and mean, we talk a lot about fishing we just kind of yeah. run the gamut and that was a running. joke by the way i've never yeah, done it of course not Course, um, never so yeah, just you know, just meeting people and building relationships. Uh-huh. I mean, we've gotten to, information. To we've we've really learned cool so people. much. Yeah, yeah. we've and learned. How so long much have you been doing that? Three years. Three years now. Yeah, oh, wow. like yeah. almost to hundred episodes. Awesome. And yeah, so it's it's very very less yeah. organized than yours. Yeah, uh, like, we kind of just drink beers and rabbit trail. Hey, we're drinking beers right now for no, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're professional. Yeah. We're trying to be professional. Like one of the comments we got about it that was is my by far my favorite comment was I had a guy like Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys thank you for like drinking and opening beers on the air because when I'm we could do that. yeah <laughs> when I'm uh. 
Exactly. Exactly. When I'm uh, when I'm at home drinking alone, it makes me feel like I'm not drinking alone. And, uh, I mean, my brother and you feel I feel like that Max Stalling song. I ain't drinking alone. Uh, I'm on the phone with my brother. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to see Max uh, for, at the Valentine show at Sons of Herman. So yeah. which may have happened by the time this comes out, you know. But uh, it's uh, that was the reason we started this whole thing was just when we were sitting around that campfire and I was a deer hunter, never duck hunted before. And they and I public land hunted, and they public land duck hunted, and it was like, all right, we live in the same city, like let's let's be friends. Yeah, I'll yeah. take and you I out remember. deer hunt, and you take me out. And duck you said hunt. I want to start a podcast. We're like, eh, we're cool with that. Yeah. And a week or two later, our buddy Jordan says, "Hey, we're going to that over that guy at Abe's house to start this podcast." And I said, "Excuse me." Yeah. He said, "Hi, Grandma." I said. What time was it? And these, he said it was midnight. I said, eh. <laughs> and these two, and these two tattooed bikers show up at my house, Whatever. and I'm like, "What?" We both had bikes. Yeah. And it was a nice day. We rode over there, and I'm thinking the whole drive, like, I couldn't pick this kid out of yeah. a crowd. Yeah, are we going to some trailer park? Yeah. Like, so you, I'm just looking at your. I'm judging you now. You've oh. got some nice sleeves there. Thank you. And uh, he's covered. Yeah, and so, and you're in, mom. Take you're, it down. Yeah, and I'm, seen, you're embarrassing me in front of my I've friends. Seen too many. <laughs> and Austin, you're in corporate, the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. Years, man. Yeah. I mean, a, you know, my people, my parents' age would like look at that and be like, "No, oh, that guy." How do you, my dad is the same no way. way. But, I mean, look. I mean, <laughs> during the winter, I'm cold natured. Yeah. I'll wear this. I'll roll in the warehouse in the summer uh-huh. at work and with a polo on and wear this. Guys, like, oh my god, I didn't know you had tattoos. I have one. It tattoo. doesn't matter. I want. I want to get another one. I just don't know what to get. I want. I want something to do with like my family, maybe like something like for my wife and kids. But I don't. Yeah, know. Sure. I'm too scared because I don't. I don't. I don't have a. I'm even just not creative enough to it's know what I want to put on my. Got a Texas State we'll take you out Ooh, I like you. that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take you out and get get you tatted like up. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, just. You so know. what's the but, website for y'all, y'all's podcast? Uh, Stormwater Stormwater Creek. Creek. Yeah. Uh, most of it's social media. We have a website. It's not super active. Uh-huh. But you, I want to mention one other thing as we're wrapping up here, because you talked about. Um, late onset hunters mm-hmm. and and I adult late yeah, whatever adult, adult, yeah. right um, <laughs> and I mentioned like how people are intimidated and before social media it was on I used to be on a bunch of like hunting forums, chat forums yeah. and and yep. someone that was new I guess I had been hunting a little while at this point and I still felt intimidated to ask questions sure. because there are some guys who just be like I can't believe you don't know how yeah, to do that. Use the like, search well, function. Hey, use the search yeah, function. Exactly. I hate that. Like, D-bag. The only yeah, way to like, learn how on. to do it is either exactly. to go out and figure it out or I could ask for someone's advice that's been yeah, doing it for exactly. years, and years Now I see it on social media and I absolutely hate that. So as a hunting community, everyone that's listening, don't be that guy. Yeah. And guy reach out a, to That guy is a douche. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he like makes the rest people, of us look like douches. Yeah. One of the biggest accomplishments in my entire hunting like foray has been the fact that I have a coworker who <clears throat> was just straight up a soccer dude. He soccer. I play soccer. Buttoned. Yeah, well, just like the antithesis of a hunter, right? This guy, you would you would look at him and you go, that guy is not hunting. And he was like, I've never hunted. Um, and he came to me and was just like, hey, I want to know about, like, I'm interested in He had in a this. Euro haircut? Yeah. Like oh, the, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He since doesn't. He's, I don't he's do cha- that. He's changed the way, you know. He, you know. But, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I've ever, like, the biggest enjoyment I've ever gotten out of it was seeing him go from 
eh, I don't know what to do. And we had that conversation. I'm like, look, dude, you're going to have to understand this is a slow burn. If you try to do all this right now, you're going to be living at my house because your wife is going to leave you. Right. And you're not going to know what to do no. a lot of the time for a long time. Yeah. yeah. There's still situations. I'm like, I think back lots of times, even this season, I'm like, I could have done that different. Yeah. I should, I knew better, but then the situation, like, made the wrong choice. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. hunting. Yep. It's called hunting, not killing. And I think it's the hardest thing is just becoming very comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's a, that's a mm-hmm. good way like, to put it. And, and absolutely, I, I straight up stole that from Waiters Warren, all season. I, I don't even yeah like yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one of Remy's quotes. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he's like you just got to yeah, be comfortable absolutely. being uncomfortable, and it's just mm-hmm. like it so rings true to me in, in everything I do in my life now, and that like I'm trying to like learn new things at work, and I'm just like I don't I don't care that I, it sucks that I don't know the answers, but I'm just gonna go and figure it out, and it's allowed me to be you know a better hunter better at the office, better husband. And if you just try to adopt that, you'll, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. wade out into the deep end philosophy. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Dr. Phil. Yeah, Dr. Phil. I mean, there's certain See, well, the like, problem is <laughs> I, I, uh, on that hunt in Montana with Ty and, and Chisholm, there's a couple arrows I want back from that one. Yeah, that's still, can imagine they, they haunt me, but not as much. The older I get, the less it bothers me when I screw up. Yeah. And maybe it's because you don't, I don't screw up as much. I yeah, don't know. Sure. But still screw up. Absolutely. Um, it's maybe all it's, a learning experience. I also think the longer we hunt, the less it is about the kill. Um, it used to be, you know, when I first started out duck hunting, because that was, like I said, the first thing that I ever did. Oh, I wanted to shoot a limit every time. And I was mad at those ducks. Yeah. Now, I want to sit there with Bell and maybe a buddy or two, or my yeah. brother, yep. watch the sun come up. If we get into them, great. As long as we, I do take it personal if we get skunked. Yeah, but as long yeah, as for dog, sure. As long as the dog one, can make ex- one retreat, then it's yeah, like, all right, okay, you good. drink coffee, you talk yeah. with your buddies, yeah. Yeah. see and the sun come up. It's way less about killing, and so missing those elk, Montana. Yeah, obviously, I want to bring the meat back. You know, I'd like sure. to put another rack on the yeah. wall, but uh, eh, that's part of the evolution of this this way of life. But it, yep. exactly yeah, because absolutely. now it's like. I get a little bit of sleep for the next... Mm-hmm. Yeah, last weekend, I was ugh. like, man, this first time I slept since September, I think. It was great. When is turkey season open? March uh, 15th? 21st, I think. 21st? Okay, so later. March, later. 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 Yeah. 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 But at least it does in it's South always... Texas, because that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. I've gotten the broken bow trout bug lately. I am going... So spring break is March... Uh, 13th or 15th to 20th. For us, it's the week before that. So I have a broken bow... Uh, fly fishing trip with the Beavers Bend guys yeah. on that Friday. We were there two weeks ago. Nice. Smashed three, three, three mornings. Caught forty something fish. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, we didn't have a guide or anything. Yeah, he was. Awesome. Well, last time I went without a guide, I told my wife, and we this is this is these are family vacations, right? Sure. So I try to sneak in like a little bit yeah. of fishing. Sure. And I I left that morning and said oh, I'll be back when I catch a fish, <clears throat> thinking I'd just go catch four or five. I caught one fish at six o'clock that afternoon. And she was like, oh, you made it all about you. <laughs> so much for that baby vacation. Honey, this is for work. That's because that's I what like, I say. I just had to yeah. catch one, and I it just, took me all damn yeah. day. It's a challenge. Yep. Yeah. It I'm a pretty average fly fisherman, so hopefully uh, going with the guide will. Um, We've got a good guide up there, too. If, if you're, I've never gone on a guided fly fishing trip. So I actually went one time for a sand bass on Lake Louisville cool. yeah. when uh, Hickory Creek. Uh, I think it's Hickory Creek. Carrie. Yeah, Carrie yeah, Thorn. Thorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we and dude, we just wore him out. That, that guy's was, a monster. Yeah, yeah. He's like him and like Mark Stanridge. And those guys wear out those creeks. Uh-huh. And I want to 
I want to twist Carrie's on about showing me the way because I have a <laughs> sand bass addiction and it starts pretty soon. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, guys, hey, great stuff. Thanks for making the uh, the trip over to the studio. I certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thank you for the behind-the-scenes look at some of your yeah, frustrations, but also some of the great things that sure. you guys did as a part of uh, Texas BHA. And I don't know what the future holds for the organization, but I, I personally hope that it's you know a bright future. Sure, we yeah. wish them the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Just I'll tell you, the guys here in Texas are uh, stand up. They're they're awesome and gal and gals uh-huh. um, are you know they're they're working their tail off. They're doing the right things. They have no. They're, they're, you know, they are the, they're just like you and I, and they want to do the best possible thing for people in the, in the community of hunting and fishing and support them. If you're not going to, if you, whatever you feel about the organization, support those guys because they, they work hard enough to and deserve it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right on. Well, thanks again, fellas. Thank you. So there they go. A Bowman and Austin Brown of Stormwater Creek. Uh, unfortunately, just looking at the clock, uh, we got to go, got to get out of here, flat out of time. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Smell sheets on the line.